Thanks for listening to this podcast of Bet MGM Tonight. Our show is live every weeknight from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern on Odyssey radio stations around the country, odyssey.com, as well as the Odyssey app. Let's talk a little NBA Finals game number five coming up tomorrow night. We will not be here for it. We will be enjoying this game in the comforts of our own home. You'll be at Nats Park. Hopefully. Maybe. Yeah. And if it rains... I'll, hey. I'll be right with you not, in your not, old English basement. Not, not, it doesn't it's, hurt me either way. Exactly. Can't, I can't have a bad night. Either you're hanging out at the ballpark with buddies or you are watching the NBA Finals. Yeah. I'm planning on doing both. Uh, the Bucks, four-point dogs. The Suns, four-point favorites. Let's start there, unless you want to dip into the total, which is 217.5, juice to the over, minus 115. The Bucks, plus 145 on the money line. The Suns, minus 175 favorites. Um... I took the Bucks on the money line, plus 145. I think a road team eventually is going to win. I could be crazy. It could just go to Phoenix. Phoenix wins. Goes back to Milwaukee. Milwaukee wins. Goes to Phoenix. Phoenix wins game seven. Sure seems that way. But I expect a road win for one of these teams. Maybe it comes game six and it's Phoenix in Milwaukee and I'm the idiot. But from what I've seen from Milwaukee, I think that they have the momentum right now. I played the Bucks. Could be wrong. Don't love it. Don't hate it. Kind of like it, though. I am applying the logic I've used already to this point. Applying it once again. Road teams, excuse me, role players always play better at home. Yeah. Pat Connaughton's of the world. Bobby Portis is. Yeah. yeah. Hard to win on the road. It is. It doesn't matter what quality of team you are. Seriously. The best of the best even struggle on the road sometimes. I'm continuing to go with my pick, Suns and Six, but I'm also, if I had to choose Suns and Six or Suns and Seven, I will lean a game seven yeah. right now. I think that the Suns, few days rest, go back home. They play their brand of basketball. And number one, their brand of basketball is not turning the ball over. They don't turn the ball over like that. This is one of the most disciplined teams we have seen this season from top to bottom. Um, and with Chris Paul, and we know what he does in terms of ball security, and we know, we know what he does in terms of being a point guard. Yeah. That's just not his game. Now, I will say, he also did not have to play the entire season. With Drew Holiday poking him up full court. Right. Not caring about anything else. Obviously not caring about scoring. Only cares about scoring every once every three games. Didn't care about scoring. Well, maybe he did. He just can't hit his shots. Probably a little bit of both. Chris Paul hasn't had to go against a defensive-minded guard like Drew Holiday. That worries me a little bit. Because you can't really scheme Chris Paul open. Because he's the ball handler. Right. So, with that being the case, I also... I mean, maybe I'll expound upon that a little bit. Would you be surprised if we saw Monty Williams go towards a game plan in which they feature more Devin Booker as the primary ball handler? Try to free up Chris Paul. And try a to free bit. up Chris Paul. Sort of similar to what we saw when the Suns didn't have Chris Paul. D Book is capable. D Book wants the ball in his hands. I mean, and actually, we saw a lot of that last game, but more from a schematic standpoint, not, hey, it's D-Book's world. He's on fire. Go out here and get a bucket or do what you have to do. But more like we're putting an emphasis on, hey, D-Book's going to bring the ball up the floor. Maybe just things as simple as bringing, you know, uh, Chris Paul off of a curl or, or a down screen when they cross half court. Yeah. I think it's very likely we see more of that from the start. Try to preserve Chris Paul's energy because even if Chris Paul misses 17 shots, quarters one through three, the thing they need from him most is to just be a plus player. All right. In the fourth quarter, especially down the stretch. Last game, he had a chance to do so, but he was gassed, number one. Mm-hmm. Didn't look like himself. And he's turned the ball over 
in clutch time moments when they had the opportunity to win the game. The team, the, the Suns were leading when, when it was, the pace was slowed down. The Suns had the clear advantage in the half court. All they had to do was bring the thing home. It's a game of possessions. You turn the ball over two straight possessions. Chris Middleton, he does the rest, and then the Bucks win that game. So I'm gonna I'm gonna lean back to the home team. Yeah. Probably I'm probably gonna go ahead and take. I'll pro I'll probably go Phoenix. You take the four points, or you just gonna go with the money line? Man, I think I'll take them to. The, I think I'll take them to cover four, but yeah. I actually might wait closer to game time to see what that line movement is like. Yeah. Because if I can get like a three and a half, I feel anything anything makes me feel better because this series is just so good. Minus 175. I don't think either team in any game is a minus 175 favorite at home. I know that the I I just I just feel like these two teams are too close and it's just such a game of inches. Like like I said, they defended Giannis extremely well last game. I would probably take Phoenix to cover four if I had to, but I'm gonna wait off and see and see if I can get at a three and a half. I don't think it's gonna go to as low as a three closer to game time. But I think Phoenix covers. I th- I think they win this game, but I don't want to pay, pay the juice on the money line. I like um so right, exactly. And and if you go back even in game four, you know, if Devin Booker doesn't pick up that fifth foul and have to sit for a few minutes in the fourth quarter, I don't know that Milwaukee wins that game. And I don't think Phoenix needs to go away from anything that they did because on the defensive end in game four, because I think they had the perfect defensive game plan for Giannis. And I think you make a really good point. And here's one thing that scares me about taking Milwaukee's side, especially paying the juice and just taking the money line or, you know, taking the plus money and taking the money line. Maybe I should just jump on the points as well. Cause I do think maybe just maybe we get another one possession game and we don't have to sit through another blowout here in the NBA playoffs because what we had in the last game was awesome, man. Yeah. That's probably why I overhyped that game and that block so much. It's just because we were so used to watching blowouts the first three games of the series. But I feel like the defensive game plan is perfect where they were throwing everything at Giannis, you know, and, and the difference was the role players stepped up in the fourth quarter, like Pat Connaughton. I mean, Chris Middleton's not really a role player. He's a two-time all-star, but guys knocked down their shots when it mattered most. And the Bucks are going to need to do that on the road, which is obviously tougher to do, but I wouldn't switch up anything they did against Giannis because Giannis is going to get his points and he's going to get his rebounds. But if you treat him like that, I don't care. Let him go to the free throw line 17 times on the road. You know, yeah. he's a much better free throw shooter at home. Yeah. So I don't think and they also, need to switch anything up. And to that point, we talked about it. What was it? Game uh, Game four, Giannis shot, what, 76% from the free throw line mm-hmm. at home? I said, I don't think he shoots 75%. You know, I think he can he can knock him down, but that's, that's a little bit inflated. Last game we look, he got to the free throw line, but ended up shooting 57.9% from, right. the, from the – actually, no. He shot 50%. From the stripe, he only had eight free throw attempts. Am I at the right game? Yep. Game yeah. Four, one or nine, one or three. Only had eight free throw attempts. So um, that that's just and that's also a testament to. The, I feel like a lot of people were kind of overreacting to the fact that Aiden was in that foul trouble. Um, just oh, Aiden can't guard Giannis, and he's just a bad matchup. Aiden plays excellent, excellent, excellent defense without fouling. Yeah, he's a rim protector. Only too. fouled out twice in the entire regular season. I don't think he fouled. No. I, don't, I think he fouled out once in the regular season and only had five fouls like twice or something like that. Yeah, and when the playoffs, he, he didn't even pick up five fouls. He hasn't wasn't in foul up five fouls. at all. That's what I'm saying. And they were, they, I mean, they, like there were times like when he was gassed in the fourth quarter earlier on in the playoffs and Monty Williams was like, dude, you got to suck it up and stay on the floor right now. This is yeah. the playoffs. You know what I mean? I'm not putting Frank Kaminsky in there. Even when, um, exactly. even when uh, Sarge was healthy, 
You know, like you need DeAndre Ayton on the floor. I'll tell you my favorite play isn't even on the side or total. I played it last night when I told you I was going to. I'm taking Chris Paul over 20 and a half points. Yeah, we, we were both but on that. He's going to bounce back and have a big one. And then the other play, uh, player prop that I played right away, it's plus money right now. Not paying any juice. Cam Johnson, nine and a half points. I'm taking the over on Cam Johnson, plus 100. Uh, it's juice to the under, minus 135. I just, I think he's going to have to get run. I like what he does at home. You said it, man. Role players play better at home. Cam Johnson playing with a lot of momentum right now. Ever Don't since. give away all your props. We still got to talk about these props in uh in uh the next segment. I'll save the rest. Those, yeah, say, those say, are just my two favorite though. The two fa- I do like your uh I really like your Chris Paul points prop. I think that's right on the money. Part of me feels like this is the game to go back to the well with Chris Middleton. Yeah. You mean points? Yeah. And you know I typically stay away from Chris Middleton. If I do, I try to. I try to. I try to fade him. I try to fade him, but I try to bet on bet on him in moderation, regardless of what it is. PRAs are just points. But after last game, I mean, his, what is his points total? Twenty four and a half. Yeah, it's a little juiced up. Minus one thirty. I mean, he's gonna have to show up, and he's gonna take the. He's gonna have the field goal attempts. I'll tell you this, man. I, I trust. And we'll talk about our props more in the next segment. I trust Chris Middleton to go off more than I do Drew Holiday right now. I haven't seen maybe the maybe the assists with Holiday, maybe the PRAs. I don't trust Drew Holiday to go out there and give me twenty right now because he's just not shooting the ball. He's not scoring efficiently enough for me. What about the and total? He doesn't look. He doesn't look confident around right. the rim. Right, that's the thing, man. Like you brick so many bunnies, so many layups, and you yeah. probably start to get in your own head. What about the total two seventeen and a half? It's juiced to the over. I was on the under in the last game. Uh, I said I th- I expect things to slow up, the pace to slow up. It's a half court series now, but still, I feel like now that total keeps going down, down, and now I kind of want to play the over. I kind of want to follow the juice and take the over in that one two seventeen and a half. I'm not going to do that right now. I'll probably wait closer to game time to see where live. that moves. Would yeah. you bet it live? Yeah, probably, but um, I do lean the over in this game. I think guys are going to hit tough shots. I think the defense, I don't think the defense is going to slow up, but like Chris Paul eventually is going to knock down jump shots. I don't think Devin Booker's taking a step back now that he's found it again. And I think that all all the dudes that struggled for Phoenix on the road play awesome again. Maybe campaign stops taking one on four threes and transition down the court. Hey, campaign can do whatever you want, baby. He keeps hitting <laughs> me over the six and a half points total. I'm going to keep going back to him. Um, I think I like the over this time as yeah. well. Um, it's just, it's just not, it's just not often. I mean, like seventy-five to eighty percent of that game, Devin Booker was the only player scoring in double figures. Yeah, I know nobody had it for Phoenix. That's what I mean. Like you yeah. expect somebody's gonna have to step up. Yeah, I take the over two seventeen and a half. Yeah, and you, what's and what's weird about kind of like betting these games live is that well, well, let's wait till it gets live and maybe somebody gets out to a little run here and then we could. Never happens with Milwaukee and Phoenix. Like, it's always just neck and neck from the jump. Just right. really good, gritty basketball. Like, no team just goes out on a freaking run, and then the other team has to play catch-up. It feels like it's always a one- or two-possession game. That's why I'm so excited for this game tomorrow night, 9.05 p.m. tip-off. You're listening to BetMGM tonight. Ryan Horvath, Quentin Mayo. We will not be here, but we'll be recapping it on Monday evening. As will the Daily Tip, 6 to 9. The Joes from 9 to noon with BetQL Daily. And, of course, You Better You Bet, 3 to 7 p.m. with the return of Nick Costos and Lockie Lockerson and Eli Hershkovich and Rick Camp. And they got, like, 15 guys on that show, They man. do have a lot of people on that show. Um, it's a little weird. But that's why I'm so excited for this game tomorrow night because it could literally either like, go either way. I mean, everything's telling you take the Suns. Keep taking the home team. Suns have played like crap the last two games, including – you know, the big guns, Chris Paul, DeAndre Ayton hasn't been himself in two games. You expect them to go home, bounce back. But I don't know, man. That's why I love basketball, because 
this could go either way, and that's why I love this series. Like, last year in the bubble, watching, if you want to call that the finals, like, you knew Miami was cooked. Dragic could barely move. Yeah. Jimmy Butler will never be the best player on a championship team. I'm not saying Jimmy Butler will never win a championship. Maybe he does because everybody wants, like, Miami's going to be a destination where everybody wants to go always. It's South yeah. Beach, you know? Yeah. Like, we keep hearing all these players. Well, Dame could have interest in Miami. Like, every superstar. And I'd, I'd, man, I'd want to, though. As bad as it would be to play with Jimmy Butler. But like, they're also a great organization. That's what I mean. And, and also great location. They're like one of the few like teams that are always connected to something, but they have a great coach to offer, yeah. a great supporting cast, a great front office, and a great, great franchise and history and location. So they're not like the Knicks. I mean, you know? right. And that's the thing. Like, even the Knicks are probably going to be a destination for people now again because, okay, New York market, big market, and you're playing for a coach that has a clue now and Tom Thibodeau. But at the same time, Guys may be scared off because you know if you're going to play for Tibbs, you're playing like playoff minutes in the regular season. Yeah. He's going to run you into the ground. Look at Joakim Noah with the plantar fasciitis. Tibbs was still throwing him out there for 40 minutes per Didn't night. Didn't care. Running the point, too. You get, you get paid to do this. But with Miami, you brought it up like Spolstra, the culture, and they're never rebuilding. Like Even when they're rebuilding, they're That's winning true. 41 games. Yeah. 